Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by Luca Rossetti, Chairman and CEO at Beaconforce, a company which exists to create work environments where people can become the very best versions of themselves. Luca, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. So firstly, please tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your career background and your role at Beaconforce. Yeah, I mean, about my background, I'm not sure that there's uh, that much so interesting, interesting, but uh, I mean, I've been working in consulting for the most of my career. Uh, I've been working for various companies in uh, different uh, parts of the world, uh, I would say almost everywhere in Europe, the United States. Uh, uh, for who's familiar about the uh, the industry, I was, uh, uh, I've been working for mostly in change management, organizational behavior, those kind of heavy lifting practices when uh, usually the those consultants that come in after merger acquisitions or when a company wants to steer uh, its culture and uh, yeah technically you go in you stay with the with the company with your client for uh, a year but uh, most usually uh, more than that and uh, you really become part of it and it's interesting because you can really like build a nice relationship with the with the with the people out there and uh, that's my background and that's what uh, pushed me me and my some other co-founders to start Beaconforce because we have seen uh, in, uh, into the marketplace, a huge opportunity for uh, a big problem into the companies today. We have a, a workforce that is definitely not engaged in the work that they're doing. We have the vast majority of the people out there that spend uh, uh, more than one third of their lives doing something that they don't like. And we believe that is a, is a huge problem and it's worth trying to solve. Okay, thank you very much. So let's let's delve into that a bit more then. Um, how how does Beacon Force help to solve that issue? Well, uh, we we try to bring to bring uh, people and the companies and top managers a little bit closer. The one of the main reasons why uh, most the vast majority of the people out there are disengaged is because. Uh, we sometimes forget that uh, we are humans before, uh, even before being employed or before our job title. So we show up at work, and uh, we sometimes we forget that uh, uh, our manager or vice versa could have had uh, like a bad day at home. Uh, there are so many factors that uh, impact our our behaviors, and there's not that much uh, technology today that can help. Uh, managers being better managers and employees be better listeners and employees of the, the most of the time. So what Beaconforce does is uh, uh, provide the companies and people like with uh, a piece of technology that can help uh, conversations to happen and be, being more productive and, uh, and allow managers to be much closer to their teams, allow to be top managers to take uh, better strategic decisions and help uh, ultimately uh, employees to be more heard within the company and uh, and uh, to be more to feel more fulfilled i would say at work 
Awesome. Thank you very much. Now, you and I have come together today uh, through my association with uh, Disrupt HR San Francisco because you were a, a speaker there recently. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to be one of the uh, the co-organizers along with awesome people like uh, Mike Grove there. And, and you gave a talk at the recent event about how HR can't survive the next generation without AI. So what, what does AI bring to the table for human resources? Well, uh, it's, uh, I've been uh, studying uh, a lot of uh, uh, research and recent studies uh, run by uh, Deloitte uh, and, and similar companies. And it's incredible how if we observe how technology has evolved in the last 25 years and uh, what business does when it comes to people and gathering data from people, it's incredible how there's a huge gap between uh, uh, between these two trends, like all the all the companies out there, all the Fortune 2000 companies and uh, and mid market companies are still doing the same things that they were doing 25 years ago. So if I ask uh, to a CEO, and I often do, uh, hey, how are your people doing? How are your people doing in your offices in uh, Asia Pacific or like in uh, in Europe? And uh, uh, how do you get data from your people? Uh, it's incredible how almost all the CEOs will look at you, they will think about it for a few seconds, and they will answer, I don't know. I just don't know how they're doing. And uh, yeah, we have some data. We run uh, a survey once a year. We have our performance appraisal tool. Uh, we uh, manage by objective. And uh, when I hear these answers, I I, I, I realize how... We are still stuck to a few decades ago and technology has evolved so much in the last 25 years and uh, now we have access to artificial intelligence to uh, biometric data to so many sources of data but content companies are not uh, able to leverage all of this uh, innovation when it comes to to their people so artificial intelligence can bring uh, can bring a lot today I know that is uh, a buzzword here, buzzword here, especially in uh, Silicon Valley. But uh, we technology today can, uh, uh, through a like a unique platform, you can collect data from psychological data, biometric data, environmental data, and uh, through artificial intelligence, you can uh, compute and correlate all these data and and uh, arrive to have a, a really personalized. Uh, understanding of our people, of our team and organization, and uh, leverage this knowledge to uh, to allow people to really like do a much better job and to be a better version of themselves at work. Wow, thank you very much. Uh, so your, your company, Beaconforce, uh, it, it pulses employees on a daily basis. What, what difference have you seen between daily interactions versus more traditional annual or quarterly surveys? Oh, well, uh, yeah, we try. It's not only about questions, but let's say our goal is to interact with the users uh, every day with employees, regardless of whether they are managers or just uh, uh, a new intern that just joined the company. So our goal is to interact with people every day. And uh, in our opinion, uh, it, that's the only way to really get uh, a deep understanding of uh, of people. Think about uh, uh, how can 
it would be like if I run a survey once uh, a year, but also like once a quarter, it would be like asking you, how do you feel? How are you? How are you doing once a year and uh, getting your answer and uh, pretend that that answer is a fair representation of a bill at, uh, at work? I mean, it's, uh, it's just impossible. I cannot take a picture and, and uh, think that that picture will help me to uh, deeply understand uh, that person and to provide the solutions to help that person to, to do a better job. So the reason why we want to interact with people every day is because uh, every day is different. There's so many factors that impact our lives. And uh, like it can be that someday you show up at work and you had... Uh, uh, you're in a great mood because you had like a great weekend uh, on holiday with uh, with your partner and it was great. Or you just show up at work and a uh, few hours before, I don't know, you lost your dog and you are extremely sad and uh, there's nothing that your manager can do to, to deal with you that day. So this is just like a few examples that uh, you cannot take a, a picture and, and, and use that picture. The only way to clean up what uh, scientifically we call... Uh, background noise is to take a little bit of information every day and to create a, a movie. It's the same difference between a, taking a picture or watching a movie. We need to create a, a movie and keep developing on that movie. And so that that's a, a daily health check check in with the employees. Is, is that a two way conversation? What, what, what are the avenues? What, what are the what are the routes to, to, to offer feedback for the employees? Yeah, absolutely. It should be a two-way conversation. There's uh, again today in the market. There's either top-down uh, tools that are that yes provide uh, maybe a little bit more value to the top, but they're extremely invasive. And the result on the organization is that people feel controlled, frustrated. Or there's tools that are typically bottom-up, so that are let's say user-friendly, but they don't provide too much value for people that have to take uh, strategic decisions. So the only way to win this is actually to create a win-win proposition, a win-win proposal where everybody is uh, it's both ways. Like it's a continuous loop between feedback and actions. So if I, I, I need to provide everybody into the organization with a safe environment where they can share their thoughts, they can share their opinions, they can share how they feel at work, their state of mind, and uh, that safe environment uh, like should be like the should work as a basis for a conversation it's not uh, bringing manager down or or pushing the the users up it's both ways it's literally pulling uh, from uh, from two sides and and bring on the table like these people in order to have a discussion and to have a conversation about uh, multiple factors you know like it's a uh, sometimes we think uh, uh, about organizations as a uh, organization are such like incredibly complex environment uh, but the most of the time we can solve problem just by having this co that conversations so there's uh, people show up at work uh, and and uh, they feel frustrated they have problems they have something that they would like to communicate but they don't know how to how to do that and managers have not been taught the most of the time how to prepare that conversation and, and prepare a safe environment for that conversation and how to ask specific questions. So as a result, the conversation doesn't happen and everybody is not well 
and uh, rather than uh, getting people together the people keep building their frustrations like on the uh, on, on their point of view so it's definitely both ways now just a few weeks ago luca i had the uh, pleasure and privilege of going down to new orleans to cover the uh, the thrive summit from uh, the guys at virgin pulse and their partners and uh, i saw some awesome speakers like josh burson and deepak chopper and uh, my favorite was richard branson who i got to have a photo with and what a funny guy oh my goodness me um Anyway, well-being and, and stress management at work are, are very hot topics at the moment, um, as, as I certainly saw down there. What, what, what is your perspective on the on the current ways that companies are approaching this? Um, what would you change? Uh, I totally agree with you. Uh, it's a really hot topic, especially in the United States, uh, the United Kingdom and Europe. Uh, data show us that we work more and we are less productive. <laughs> It's uh, it's funny because uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, it, it's counterintuitive, right? I'm pretty sure that everybody think, uh, okay, through technology, through uh, new processes, through through the latest uh, discoveries and approaches, like we are working more efficiently. But actually, if we compare the data from now to 10 years ago, 50 years ago, uh, data show us exactly the opposite. So we work more, we pr we produce less. Uh, and the level of stress at work is increasing drastically. And uh, the good news is that companies now are becoming aware of that. And uh, this problem is into the every CEO uh, CEO's agenda. Compared to a few years ago, even just three to five years ago, uh, there has been like a huge uh, change in this. Like all the CEOs today are extremely keen and interested and they have uh, their code from the board to address the problem and they they got to do something about that so uh, it's uh, i see i look at the future uh, with uh, an optimistic point of view so today again if uh, the the ceos and 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 the decision makers want to address the problem today we have the technology and the knowledge to tackle this problem and win so there's uh, neuroscience, positive psychology, uh, behavioral economics have made the huge steps forward in the last uh, 15 years in understanding uh, what's going on uh, in our brain. The knowledge, it's definitely there. Uh, the problem is uh, the business environment uh, is not, uh, has not been able to adopt that scientific progress and, 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 and progress into the technology and adopt uh, all of this innovation into the work environment. And that's our that's the challenge for our generation, I would say. Well, you must be a mind reader, uh, because the last one of the last words you used there was generation. And I, I was I was just actually just going to pick your brains um, in in terms of this next generation coming through the uh, the uh, the centennials, if if you will. Uh, the, there's been so much written about how uh, millennials like to be measured and interacted with and the feedback and, and the autonomy that they like and so on and so forth. I, I don't know if you've got any insights about this this new generation who are in their uh, early 20s or younger at the moment, but are now entering the workforce. Are, are there the unique ways that they like to be measured and, and communicated with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, it's actually funny because uh, I had a TED talk where actually I spoke about uh, millennials. And uh, the main differences between previous generations and uh, and millennials, uh, yeah, there's uh, the generation. Definitely, each generation has uh, uh, 
its own uh, personality traits. And, uh, and that is mostly shaped by what we call uh, collective memory. So when we, when we grow up, we are kids and, and we go through our like teenaging uh, years, uh, there's uh, some inputs from the outer world that uh, shape our personalities and our behaviors. So millennials and Gen Z uh, grew up with, uh, uh, with the internet. And that was the biggest revolution that happened like between uh, these generations and previous ones. And uh, uh, throughout all the factors that, uh, that technically are the main factors that, that drive performance and drive behaviors, the one that uh, the newer, this new generation is missing the most uh, in the work environment is uh, feedback. So at Beaconforce, but even before Beaconforce, we created a, a framework uh, that we call uh, the seven pillars of uh, intrinsic motivation. So technically, all of the factors that, uh, if present into an environment, uh, make that specific activity intrinsically rewarding. So even easier than that. So why are there some things that we like to do and some others that really we don't like? So there's a scientific explanation to that. And uh, we, re we technically reconduced all of these factors to seven. And throughout these uh, seven pillars, the one that is missing the most uh, for millennials at work uh, is actually feedback. So there's, uh, in their opinion, in their perception, there's too much lack, uh, lack between uh, when they do something and when they receive feedback about uh, what they did. And uh, there's a simple explanation for that, which is uh, this generation grew up with, uh, with internet, with, uh, with the access to data, immediate access to information right uh, in the palm of their hand. And when they go to the work environment, uh, they don't have that uh, quick relationship between uh, what they do and their managers and their supervisors. So they feel uh, most of the time frustrated about that. And that's the reason why they, they struggle. We struggle so much in managing this newer generation at work. And this newer generation actually struggles so much to connect with older ones into the work environment. I think I'd love to get you on for, for another interview, actually, just to talk specifically about uh, how millennials are going to interact with uh, Gen Z. Uh, I, I, I think that, that would be very fascinating in, in on itself. However, uh, we certainly don't have time for that today. In fact, we've only got time for one more question, and that is, Luca, how can our listeners connect with you, and how can they learn more about all the awesome work happening over at Beacon Force? First of all, I will be definitely happy to join you for a, a conversation about millennials. It's definitely one of my generations, uh, gaps in general. It's one of my favorite topics. About how to connect with me, uh, uh, I'm not a, a huge uh, social media uh, social media fan, but definitely I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, everybody can definitely reach out to me there. I weekly check out what uh, what's going on over there, and uh, usually I try to answer to everybody that wants to connect uh, through our website. Uh, specifically, if uh, there's questions on what Beaconforce does, which is uh, beaconforce.com, and uh, Look, again, uh, happy to answer to any question or, or connect to people that are curious about uh, how to get to the next level in terms of uh, workforce uh, engagement uh, and, uh, and productivity and, uh, and uh, technically self-fulfillment at work. Okay, awesome. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Luca Rossetti, Chairman and CEO at Beaconforce. Thank you very much for being a guest on the HR Chat Show. Thank you, Bill, for having me. Thank you. And, and listeners, as always, until next time, 
Happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.